Good morning. Welcome to Bethany Lutheran in Warren, Oregon. Today we are looking at the Easter story coming out of John chapter 20, verses 19 through 31, which is later on the same day. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today picks up right where last Sunday's text let off. Mary Magdalene has declared to the other disciples that she has seen the Lord. Peter and John did not see the risen Jesus, but they can confirm that the tomb was empty, except for the grave clothes. And they all remained behind locked doors, except Thomas and the two disciples who were heading to Emmaus. We know the disciples did not believe Mary. After all, she's just a hysterical woman. But really, if someone told you they had just seen your dead grandfather at Fred Meyer's, would you rush out there to be sure you didn't miss him? Of course not. The door was locked because they were afraid. What were they afraid of? Well, John tells us they were afraid of the Jews. This seems plausible until we remember that early that morning, Mary and several other women went to the tomb to tend to the body of Jesus. And just shortly later, Peter and John ran to the tomb. 
angry Jewish leaders, Roman guards, and possible grave robbers did not scare them into hiding behind closed doors that morning. I wonder if they are now perhaps afraid that Jesus might be alive. Could they be afraid of running into Jesus himself? Peter had reason to hide after he repeatedly denied any association with Jesus a few days earlier. For that matter, all the disciples except John and the few women fled, fled Gethsemane like frightened children. Perhaps they were hiding from a risen Jesus. Maybe they think he's coming back to settle a score. Is he bearing a grudge or looking for revenge? Are they locking themselves in or are they trying to lock Jesus out? The state of being all locked up is so much a part of our everyday life that we do not even think about it. Every outer door of our houses has a lock. We lock our garages and storage sheds, and we lock the car setting in the driveway. We put sticks in the tracks of our sliding doors so as to make double sure that no one can outwit the door's normal lock. If we live in a city, our front door may have a deadbolt lock, and on top of that, a chain. We lock homes and vehicles to keep the evils of the world out. However, we also have many ways to lock ourselves in. We may refuse to go out because we're too ashamed, too embarrassed, or too afraid of meeting certain people or of being judged by others. We get caller ID on our phones so we know who is calling before having to speak with them. We lock the door of our hearts to avoid the pain of a potential breakup. We can lock ourselves in as we are locking the world out. If you're ashamed of something people know about you, you're afraid of being seen by those people and of being judged. If you are ashamed of something people do not yet know about, you're afraid of your secret being discovered. Every one of us has something that can make us feel unworthy. Eventually, we can find ourselves afraid of ourselves. That first Easter started out as a day of deep sadness, fear, and shame. The disciples were ashamed of their cowardice, so they locked the door. They locked themselves in. But as German Chancellor Angela Merkel said, fear has never been a good advisor. So Jesus did what he does for anyone locked up in their own shame. He enters the room. He enters the heart. He breaks into fear and shame. Now here we see the resurrected Jesus do three things. He blesses them with his peace. He blesses them with the Holy Spirit. And he makes them agents to forgive or retain sins. When Jesus shows up in the locked room that evening, his first words are, Peace be with you. He immediately removes any thoughts the disciples might have about Jesus bearing a grudge. Jesus never says a word about their past actions. He does not even say, I forgive you. We sense that meaning 
because peace means a lack of conflict. Yet more than that, peace is a sense that everything about the relationship is in its proper place. We can trust that the things that were once locked away have been removed by the grace of Christ's forgiveness. Next, we are told Jesus breathes on them the Holy Spirit. This life-giving breath makes all things new. The Spirit strengthens us in the belief that all is forgiven. But Jesus does not stop there. He makes the disciples his agents to forgive or retain sins. He sends these restored disciples into the world with a mission of forgiveness. And who would know better how to forgive than those who were forgiven so much? In order to do this, they and we have to unlock our doors with confidence that Jesus has our back. In order to do this, it is not enough to have faith. To claim Jesus for ourselves, we must do as he has done. Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Faith develops love. So it's natural that we would come to love others and want them to have the same peace and joy that we have found. And how can they have faith, love, peace, and joy if we do not tell them where to find it? In the book of Revelation, Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. When someone knocks at a door, at a locked door in your home, you know that it's up to you to get up and unlock the door and open it. Our gospel message today is that if you are not able to unlock the door to your heart, it's okay. The lock won't stop Jesus. He will enter anyway and say to you, peace be with you. He will give you proof that he died and rose for you. He will show you that he is the real deal. He will give you peace. All he asks in the return is that, like Thomas, you respond with, my Lord and my God. Because the real power of Easter comes when you, empowered by the Holy Spirit, bear witness to the Easter resurrection. Easter is not the beautiful service with trumpets and lilies. It is what happens after the service, after you leave the church and enter the world. Now go, knowing that you are blessed and sent by the living Lord and Savior. Amen.